0: Sometimes people talk about that state of flow where you're you're just working and nothing else matters. Right? You've reached that state of flow. It it's electrifying to be able to drop into that place in the middle of the day. But you have to set yourself up to drop into it. Like if you don't have a practice, you're not going to drop into it. And for those of us in recovery, it's really important to have that schedule or a little alert on your phone to say it's time to practice. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank.
1: Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I am pleased to be joined today by Recovered Life contributor and meditation and mindfulness expert. Lane Kennedy, how you doing, Lane? So good
0: to be here. Nice
1: to see you, Damon. I am so thrilled to be talking with you. Look, we're in 2022, Lane. Can you believe it?
0: I know. It's, I feel like we need medals right at this point. <laughs>
1: it's like- I know. I know. And, the, and you know, look, we were talking about how the holidays can really leave you frazzled. Yeah. And then setting goals, everything that you want to do in the new year, it could become so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And this is where you come in lane because you are the mindfulness and meditation expert that I turn to. And I wanted to have you on the show today to really talk about things that you can do to create a routine because now everybody's looking at, you know, how am I going to do 2022 different than I did 2021?
0: And a lot of that is creating a routine, right? Everybody needs a routine right now with flexibility, not hard lines because you know life is gonna throw life at us. So being able to kind of move through it, but definitely having a routine is important right now.
1: So when we talk about a mindfulness meditation routine, this is where I get a little confused. I'm gonna okay. be because, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's told you this, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm new with the mindfulness and meditation right? It's a new practice for me. Although I've done it, I'm a, I'm a kind of, I will start it, then I'll stop it. I'll start mm-hmm. it. Then I stop it. So I know I need a routine, but I find that if it's too rigid, yeah, it kind of turns me off. It's kind of the opposite of what I want to try to achieve yeah. in doing meditation. I mean, do you hear that a lot?
0: Yeah, all the time. And so I think I want to just smash that myth right now. Like let's just delete, cancel, cancel. So there's mindfulness, which is a way of life, which is a way of living. And then there's meditation. And people get really confused about this. So mindfulness is a way of seeing the world, being in the world, uh, processing, being in relationships. Mindfulness is, again, it's, it's a way of life. And when you look at recovery, it's kind of leveling up your recovery, honestly. And then meditation, is a timeout, it's a, it's a place, it's a, it's a, a way of allowing your brain to rest. Does that make sense, Damon?
1: Absolutely. So what you're really saying is, is I scheduling mindfulness isn't going to work because it's not no. something you can schedule, right? No. No. It's a, it's a way in which you're living your life, like right. recovery, like yes. you can't really schedule recovery. You're right. either in recovery or you're not, Right.
0: right. Right. And I think that's why people get so confused about it. And it's, you, you have to learn how to practice. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to be mindful because you're going to forget about it. It's just like recovery. Like you said, it's you're either in or out and the water gets really murky because people think, oh, I can, I can do that. But then they're behind the wheel and somebody cuts them off and they're rageful. Right. So, and it's no, that's not it at all. So really understanding that mindfulness is a practice just as much as a meditation is. And there's something about like being in 2022 right now, it's such a wonderful opportunity to kind of set some intention and some goals to move forwards in creating these, these practices.
1: Now meditation on the other hand lane i can schedule meditation right because yes. <laughs> okay so so how, what's the best way to do that because i heard somebody talking about how they had put off the meditation till the end of the day and yeah. they just kept falling asleep
0: <laughs> which i think is okay sleep is so important especially for those of us in recovery, because I know a lot of times, uh, my clients come to me because there's so much disruption in sleep, but setting it's like sacred time, putting it aside. This is when I'm going to do that. And, you know, I work with police officers and a lot of times I'll say you go to the bathroom, right? Cause they'll say, I don't have time to do this, but everybody goes to the bathroom everybody at some point is sitting on the toilet. And sometimes I ask my clients to just use that time as a meditation. It's a timeout. They can have one extra minute door closed. Nobody's going to bother them. No kids, no phone, like nobody you're in there setting that time apart from your normal day. That's a, it's a really good habit to have.
1: Yes. And I I like that, that you're pre-scheduling the times that you're going to actually practice that meditation. Because I've found, and and this maybe is a bad analogy, but like learning an instrument or uh, a sport, Mm -hmm. meditation is something you have to kind of practice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you're not going to be really good. Like I'm not going to be the best baseball player right out of the gate, right? I have to practice at that little by little. And it's an accumulative success, right?
0: Yes. Yes. It takes time and years to build a practice, just like in recovery, it takes time to get that 30 days, that 60 days, that year, that five years, it takes time and practice to be in recovery. And that's when we look at a meditation practice, you know, sometimes I don't want to practice, but because I've already built that into my life, It's a habit that I do because I know the outcome or the benefits outweigh not doing the practice.
1: Yeah. I, you know, and the, the, here's the thing that why I love talking with you, Lane, Mm -hmm. because you kind of bring into focus the importance of meditation and mindfulness in the daily recovered life. Because Mm -hmm. I find that um, a lot of the times my thought process, and mm-hmm. I'm not alone. When, when mm-hmm. I talk with friends, their thought process is, I don't have time to meditate. And not only that, uh, I can't think, like my life is totally out of control, right? I hear this a lot and they know mindfulness is and meditation is gonna help for them. The practice of especially meditation, yeah. but they feel that they're too busy to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. it's kind of like the chicken and the egg
0: thing. You're bleeding to death because you don't wanna put on a tourniquet. Right. And and this is why I start some people in the bathroom, honestly, because nobody can say, no, I can't do that. The next place that I'll say, why don't you practice mindfulness is sitting with your morning beverage, right? Just sitting there with your morning, morning beverage, smelling the aroma of your coffee, listening to the crunch of the croissant. Right. noticing the pitter patter of the rain if it's raining. So that taking that mindful moment is a great way to start your day and there's no excuse not to. Right? Like you can you can practice with everybody around you. You don't have to like lock yourself up somewhere. You can actually practice in the moment with family members, dogs all around you, but bringing that awareness to the senses right. Can really set your day in a positive motion. So when you're out, you know, and again, I always like the just traffic because everybody (laughs) deals with traffic and having, you know, somebody cut you off and that, right. If you've practiced mindfulness and you've had that meditative moment, you're going to have, you're going to be more resilient and less uh, you'll have less impulsivity. So you won't be, you know, doing something that you might regret.
1: You know, I I love that you say it that way because I, you know, I hear from a lot of people too that, and and this was my, as a type A person, I'm I'm very type Mm -hmm. A, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know me and I'm very like, let's go do it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's conquer the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And mindfulness for me, and also the practice of meditation is huge. It really helps me. But a lot of times I get caught in a trap. It's like, what's this really doing for me? <laughs> right. I've been sitting here for 20 minutes,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: looking at my fingernails or something or a dog barking, like you said. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I start to feel like I've calmed down a little bit, but I, I, I think the thing is, is that most people don't see, you know, that from my standpoint, is a lot of people can't connect. Hey, am I winning at mindfulness and meditation? Yeah. And it's not like a normal thing, like baseball. It's not like I hit the ball so far, right? Uh, Yeah. What, what, what do people not catch that their lives are changing and it's actually Mm -hmm. working for them, but they're not really connecting the dots that it's because they have a good meditation and mindfulness practice.
0: So what I see is really, it's an eight week process. If you put in a practice, mindfulness and meditation, if you start that journey within eight weeks, you will see significant factors all around you. So I just talked about that impulsivity that is huge for those of us in recovery, right? That kind of quick reactionary thinking, you know, like, Your partner comes down and says, well, did you pay the bills? Blah, 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 blah. You got to take the ornaments down. You have to, did you take the dog, right? Instead of reacting and answering like quickly, you actually have time to pause and consider. And then, oh, I guess I I can do that today or no, I can't do that. There's a really clear uh, distinction between those reactions that you have with your partner or spouse or your child. Another really great benefit is just feeling settled in your body. And for those of us in recovery, we don't take the time to just be like, we're like constantly go, 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 go all the time. We got to go, 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 go. But what that does just hormonally into our brain, it ages us. Okay. We're all aging forward. We don't want to do that. We want to slow that process down as much as possible. So taking those mindful moments and that meditation practice really changes our brain, changes our hormonal response and allows us to sleep more deeply, right? Get more done in your day. So you can become more efficient and effective. You have clearer thinking, like you can focus on details for longer amounts of time. Instead of being all over the place, like I know a lot of people in recovery, you're like, I got to do this. I got to do that. Implementing that practice just brings you down. Yeah. Not in a bad way, not down, like down, but
1: no, I I understand it. It allows you to be a clear thinker and what we've learned through years of being sober, right. And also just the whole, uh, the whole study, the scientific study, yep of addiction is addiction primarily is a thinking problem, right? Yep. And part of that thinking problem is trying to pack so much into the stream of life, mm-hmm. trying to pack so much that, that you can't, it's like, well, I'm not getting enough done, so I need to do more, but you're not really getting anything done, right? You're just mm-hmm. kind of spinning out of control.
0: Mm-hmm. Bouncing around. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it's, it's helpful that we're in recovery. And most people that I know in recovery are brilliant. And we like to do a lot and we, and accomplish a lot and we can earn more, but that's all great. But how do we live our daily lives? Are we nice, right? Are our relationships really warm and kind and loving? Are we making a greater impact or are we just sliding through life? So. When I ask my clients to implement, you know, these strategies and these practices, they start to make greater impact. Their relationships change a hundred percent. They fall out of this like webs. A lot of people in recovery are tangled up in muck, <laughs> so they start to identify like, oh, I can have my life over here. You know, they're able to make really clear decisions. So there's so many benefits of creating a practice that is sustainable. Well, I know
1: that one of the things that you do with your clients, it's very effective is you actually structure out what those eight weeks are going to be. Right. Because the unknown sometimes, like I can be really excited on a Monday about making huge change. Yeah. But you know, Wednesday, Thursday rolls around. I don't really want to get out of bed 15 minutes early. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to do that. Or I just feel that life's stressors enter into my life and I start Mm -hmm. making bad decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about how you put together these routines for people. Mm -hmm. Is it onerous? Is it like really hard to do once you have the routine or is it easier to do?
0: It's so much easier. It's so much easier to look at your schedule and to become more effective. So typically what I'll do with a client is I'll look at their day and look at their week. And then we can insert practices and it's not one type of practice. I don't teach my client one type of practice. It's, I take them through a journey of different practices to find out what fits for them. And then maybe on Wednesday, a 20 minute Nidra is not going to work for you, but a five minute breath work practice will work for you. And you have a meeting and you know that you need to be on your A game. So that. Five-minute breath work is going to shoot you to the moon and get you on fire, right? So really showing clients the different types of practices to insert into their day, it changes everything. It changes the way that they move out into the world and interact with people because in recovery, we want to be our best selves, right? We want to be living our best lives. So the practice, having a practice at the, at the base level, just, elevates that recovered life. Yeah,
1: abs- absolutely. And you know, the thing that I think the pandemic has taught everyone is the importance of self-care, right? There's yes. a lot more there's there's people that I know that are not in recovery. Mm-hmm. They're not even close to being in recovery, right? They mm-hmm. don't they don't have any addiction problems, they don't they're they're not somebody who would qualify mm-hmm. to to be in recovery, but they've noticed things about their life. It's like I need a little bit more self-care in this yeah. area, right? And I know for me, self-care is a goal in 2022. Like that's something that I want to take on, right? Like, because you start to realize, I think the pandemic has had us refocus Mm -hmm. on what's important to our lives. And I think what is interesting about meditation and mindfulness is the ROI might not seem right there at first, but it really is return investments massive. And I found, I mean, and I'd love you to talk about this too, real quick lane, is that I found that I could only get so far mm -hmm. in recovery without having to apply this because I would get, sometimes I'd go very, very far, but then I get two steps forward and then I get three steps back, Mm -hmm. one step forward one right. And I was always getting forward and back, but the mindfulness and the meditation practice help me not only live my best recovered life,
0: but actually move forward in my life. It definitely opens up another dimension of your life. It opens up a new pathway. It allows you to tap into that intuitive thinking, right? So if you're facing a decision, whether that be, you know, at the grocery store of like, what am I going to be cooking for dinner? Or am I going to be hiring and firing new employees? Or how am I going to manage my child's, you know, development in school? So these can be very complex issues, but when you have a practice and you're committed to that practice, you're tapping into a different awareness or consciousness, right? I always, it's a different dimension and you get so clear on how to answer those questions like that.
1: Yeah. It's a times, it's a time. (laughs) saver <laughs> yes. actually at the end. Yes. Yeah, and this is so funny. And this goes back to the whole addiction thinking we yeah. think, no, we know the way no. this, this, this can't work. This is a waste of my time. Why am mm-hmm. I doing this? Yeah. And that committee starts to talk. And it's been one of the only things that totally turns, it not only neutralizes the committee for yep. me, it kind of erases them to yep. a, to a, the, the, they're gone. And something else takes place. Something else comes in Mm -hmm. that you say you're tapping into something bigger. Can you talk about that real quick? Like that, what's that feeling like when you feel that you're going to, how do you explain that to somebody?
0: So I call it the ocean of yum. And it's this very um, soft, beautiful place where answers appear and you don't get there when you're in your daily life. You can get there in a state of flow. Like sometimes people talk about that state of flow where you're, you're just working and nothing else matters, right? You've reached that state of flow. It's electrifying to be able to drop into that place in the middle of the day, but you have to set yourself up to drop into it. Like if you don't have a practice, you're not going to drop into it. And for those of us in recovery, it's really important to have that uh, schedule or a little alert on your phone to say it's time to practice because I want to drop into the ocean of yum and find out the answers.
1: So if you want so basically what you're saying is if I want to drop in the ocean of yum, yeah, I'm gonna really need to get a routine, right? And yeah. I think that's the key. it's 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 really it's really getting into that routine and that flow where you can start getting those responses and, and that result over and over again, Lane, thank you so much for coming on the recovered life show today, Mm -hmm. guys, if you want to hear more about Lane and what she does, we're going to put a link definitely in this episode. So you can learn all about her and, uh, how to work with her. If you want to get your meditation routine, any last thoughts, Lane about, uh, 2022 and meditation and mindfulness.
0: Have an incredible year and set up your practice. Start now. Don't wait till June.
1: Lane, thanks so much for coming on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me, Damon. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.